And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome to Walking Dead Wednesday number 22, as in... Shotgun. <laughs> I'm Chris Honeywell. I'm here with Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello, again. CDC. <coughs> and Sean Engel, whose job is actually closer to a job at CDC than anybody I, else we probably had two true freaks. Surprisingly enough, I haven't, I haven't yet have to uh, deal with necrotic brain tissue, but uh, someday we can all dream. That Have you ever had to like strip your clothes off and go through a decon thing and then watch the room you came out of burst into flames? Uh, yes on one and no on two, but that was for entirely different reasons that I probably shouldn't go into. <laughs> was that one on the burst into flames or no? No, <laughs> or was that number two? <laughs> no, no, it was the strip naked and shower did, myself. Did people come in with with uh, push brooms and scrub you off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you would not imagine how how uncomfortable it is, you know, getting a scrub broom right up the butt crack. Was it like a see, the scene from Silkwood with you just like huddled in the corner? <laughs> yeah, I was. Five I people was, in. I was crying. They were scrubbing me with Brillo pads. It wasn't fun. Anonymous people in in <laughs> decontamination suits. Uh, yeah, and push brooms. Yeah, well, those were the it's... days. Well, I guess it's better than Shawshank Redemption and then just delousing you and hitting you with a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> or Rambo. Just oh, yeah. Fire hose. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so uncomfortableness out of the way. <laughs> Are you ready to get into the uh, into the synopsis? So, yeah, well, it's uh, we're doing a... Um, we're doing a TV episode this time, and the next yep. episode we do will be another TV episode because we're gonna wi- we're gonna wind out the first season. Mm-hmm. So this is the f- this is like sort of the first half of the last act of the first season. Yep, I guess this would be the penultimate yes. episode of the first season. So, um, I've got the synopsis. If you guys are ready to go into it, mm-hmm. um, the. Uh, the show was entitled Wildfire. It was the fifth episode of season one, like we said. Uh, it aired initially on November 28th of 2010 and was written by Glenn Mazzara, who eventually became the uh, showrunner for, I think, the second and third season and was directed by Ernest Dickerson. Uh, the story opens with Rick making a desperate walkie-talkie call to Morgan. He tells him to avoid Atlanta as it, quote-unquote, belongs to the dead now. We then cut back to the camp and Andrea, who's still holding watch over her zombie slain sister. And uh, Rick approaches the silent Andrea to tell her that they need to deal with the body. And Andrea pulls her pistol on him, telling Rick flatly, I know how the safety works. Then cue the Bear McCreary music. The camp wonders what they're going to have to do with Andrea. And despite Daryl's objections, they decide to let her be for the time being. Daryl goes off to continue with burning the bodies until Glenn demands that they bury the body of one of the slain campers, citing again that we bury our dead. Uh, more bad news is brought forth as Jim is revealed to have been bitten during the melee, turning the survivors even more against him. 
the group minus Jim discuss what they need to do, and Rick thinks that they should head for the Centers for Disease Control, the one place that the government would have heavily protected and might have a cure for what's going on. Darrow, of course, begs to differ and heads to put a pickaxe through Jim's head. Rick then draws his gun and, pointing at Daryl's head, utters the catchphrase of the show, We don't kill the living. Daryl reluctantly complies and goes off to dispose of more of the corpses. Over with Andrew and Amy, Dale sits down and tells the story of how he lost his wife and how he was unable to accept her death. Andrea then relates the story of how she was always missing Amy's birthdays, and ironically, as she places the necklace around her, her sister's dead neck, she mentions that she's mentioned she's missed this one too. Across the camp, Daryl is preparing to finish off Dick Me- Dickweed McZombie Bait, I mean, Carol's husband, when Carol comes along, saying that she would rather do the honors. Daryl submits, and Carol goes all John Henry, pounding railroad spikes onto it, into him with a pickaxe, much to Daryl's delight. <laughs> and then they go off and have freaky rebound sex. <laughs> wait, wait, no, that didn't happen. I'm sorry. Well, it yeah. may not have happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. John Henry, man. <laughs> he was That's a steel-driving okay. man. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she just went nuts on his head. Oh, yeah. Just boom, boom. Ugh. She was taking it out of him. Um, back with Andrea, she notices that Amy has started to move. Slowly, Amy opens her eyes. And unlike when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ arose from, the, arose from the dead, she's got creepy zombie contacts in, which I guess Jesus probably didn't have. Also, unlike Jesus, Amy tries to attack her sister, causing Andrea to put a bullet in her skull, ending her... Well, not ending her life, I guess ending her afterlife? Whatever. I just know zombie Jesus wouldn't pull the stunt like this. Back up on the hill, Rick and Shane bicker as they dig graves to the dead members of the camp, while down in the camper, a shirtless... Ladies. Jim experiences the beginnings of the disease brought on by the zombie bite. The group buries their dead, and then Rick and Lori discuss the idea of going to the CDC, again with neither one of them coming to a conclusion. As the two head back down to the camper to find Carol tending for Jim, who is getting worse by the minute, Rick asks the ladies to leave, and he tells Jim that he'd like to try and find him some help rather than the grave. Jim responds, of course, by vomiting blood into a stove pot. Outside the camper, Shane confronts Lori about Rick's desire to leave the camp, and upon Rick's exit from the camper, Lori fully backs her husband's plan. Rick and Shane then head into the woods to do one final sweep before they leave, but when an unexpected sound causes them to split up to investigate, Shane decides to level his shotgun at his former best friend and prepare to pull the trigger. He does stop, however, at the last second, but not before an alarmed Dale sees what Shane was about to do. The trio head back to the camp, and Shane makes the announcement. They leave for the CDC in the morning. The next day, the next day dawns, and Rick is making his final CB communication to Morgan, telling him of their plan. The group heads out with the unnamed Hispanic family, deciding to take a chance on their own. A while down on the road, the Framistat goes on the RV, causing the caravan to halt before reaching their final destination. Well, maybe I shouldn't call it final destination. It's not comforting. Another of show. course... <clears throat> then the, the 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 van would have wrecked and caused a bunch of uh, cars behind us to wreck and everyone would have died except one person who got out of of course at this time Jim goes into the last phases of the disease causing the group to honor his final wish and leave him by the ro- beside the road to go and be with his family 
the group say their awkward farewells and then head on back to their destination. We then cut to the blog of Roland Emmerich's more talented brother, who was discussing how messed up things are since the outbreak went global. The quote-unquote doctor dons his CDC biohazard suit and enters the lab to do some science on the tissue sample from the freezer. But lack of sleep and poor placement of viral... But lack of sleep and poor placement of the vial of caustic chemicals causes an acid spill, which in turn activates the safety protocols, blowing up the room real good. With the tissue samples lost, Dr. Not Roland Emmerich says, fuck it, and decides to get wicked drunk. It's at this time that the caravan pulls up outside the CDC and begs to be let in. With the dead starting to approach and options looking grim, the group starts to panic, when suddenly the protective door opens and a bright light shines upon the stunned survivors. Step into the light! Yeah, I, if only Zelda, Zelda Rubenstein was there to uh, tell them to go into light, that would have made this episode absolutely perfect. This city is clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, this is my second time watching this, and I liked it better the second time because this was the first episode where we start realizing maybe it's not going to be like the comics. <laughs> Yeah. And, oh yeah. In in a you know, in in a jarring way because three quarters of this episode is pretty much not directly going along with the comics, but pretty close. You know, the way they leave Jim behind is a little different and and all that, but it's the same general idea, pretty much. And then all of a sudden you have the CDC blog coming in, and I remember watching this going what the hell is this? What the hell is going on here? And it's like, I don't want to see a guy in a lab, you know? Yeah, that was my same thought at the end of this. I was like, no, no. Kirkman said there's not going to be an explanation yep. for the zombie apocalypse. Yep. And they're going to go and explain it. I was, I, I railed against that ending. I, I really was irked about that. But everything up until that was just, was perfect. There was a lot uh, my synopsis was a little bit longer than I thought it usually would be, but there was a lot of stuff going on. There was a yeah. lot of interaction between the characters. There was a lot of cutting between, you know, Andrea and her dealing with Amy, Rick and Lori dealing with each other, uh, Lori and Shane dealing with each other, and then of course, you know, Shane getting all creepy and getting ready to blow away, blow away Rick. So, yeah, Not there was a lot creepy, going on. But just kind of, yeah, kind of horny about it, too. Just sort of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he was oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and fighting it at the same, it was truly, yeah, disturbing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the guy who plays Dale in it was just, again, <laughs> he was perfect. Yep. He, he, he so perfectly personified the character of Dale and him coming out in that scene where where you guys were talking about, you know, Shane looking at Rick and then just giving that look of like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Without saying it, he, he was amazing. You know, uh, the, the character of all the characters, again, in the show, uh, what's his name? Who played, uh, God, I'm Jeffrey sure. Moon. Yeah. DeMoon? Jeffrey Moon. Yes. Jeffrey DeMoon who played Dale was just perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, was... I, I, I realized we mentioned the last show, the, the, actress uh i think dana dana something i want to say juin or i can't remember her name dana carvey not dana carvey no but who's playing michonne is the oh. other character that they've got really 
correct in The Walking Dead so and far. And Glenn. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, yes. Yeah, um, yeah Stephen Ewan, he's been, he's been great too. I thought, like, there were points where the acting was way too, a little too overwrought. Like, I did not like the the sort of beginning and end with Rick on the walkie-talkie. I thought it looked beautiful. It was really well shot with Atlanta in the background and stuff, but it was almost too exposition-y for me. It almost seemed like if they'd filmed the whole season and they and like some and they wanted to send an episode out that wasn't the first episode, they would send this one because it had exposition that gets you up to that point. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. You know, with a character directly saying it. Whereas all they have to do is go last time on Walking Dead and have a little 30-second thing before it. But I, di- I didn't like those. I thought the scene with Shane and Laurie was a little too melodramatic. But the scenes where the acting was good in this, the acting was great. The, when they were all saying their goodbyes to Jim and... Um, mm. I can't remember if it was was it was it Dale said whatever Dale said to him and Jim just looks at him and goes okay you know mm-hmm. just sort of dis- dismissive you know just sort of like yeah whatever I see you're trying to be respectful or whatever but you know whatever <laughs> well and that's that's the character of Dale I mean Dale is the most noble out of the group and you know he's the one who's going to try his hardest to uh, give a proper send off to Jim but Jim knows that he's going to die, and he, yeah. he's he's not really. He's just like he doesn't he's not really, really into it. Yeah, he's not buying yeah. that. He's not buying that shtick, you know. And so it's, everybody just get out of here. And let me die. Well, <laughs> but on the other the, the the other scene with Dale, where he he comes up to Andrea, and you know he's the only one who's able to go over to her with basically without getting a gun pulled on him, <laughs> you know, because he comes over and he says, "I'm coming to pay my respects." And he plays that perfectly, you know, just pitch perfectly. It was very well done scene. And when Amy comes back to life, that was some pretty creepy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. It yeah. Was, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, because it wasn't a, you know, she just sat up and started to attack. She slowly opened her eyes and started she, breathing she, almost. She, yeah, she was breathing mm-hmm. and she was reaching out and touching her sister and then she started just like to pull up and gain strength and was then you know it she just didn't attack her right away it was almost like she was trying to get her bearings I guess her zombie bearings if you will and and then when she realized ah oh, meat and that's when boom you know Andrea put her down mm-hmm. yeah that was uh, in my opinion that was some of the best acting that the, the character who played Andrea did in this in this yeah. run I mean it was touching it was emotional uh, and when you saw you know and she was great especially in the beginning that first scene where Rick tries to go up to her and talk with her and she pulls the gun on him and she she delivers that line that Rick gave to her and the you know it parallels that line that Rick gave her to her in the beginning about her not knowing how to use the gun and maybe should take the safety off she yeah. counters him with the whole thing. I know how to use the safety, so mm-hmm. the, it was, it, it was a great, it was a great story element, and it was a great line, and it was really good acting from her. Well, the the you couldn't tell whether she was a little delusion because the way Amy comes back to life, she could almost be 
delusional. Yeah, have you know, that sort of have that sort of you Carol don't know last. If I mean, she's gonna have to do what she has to do, or if she's going to be like Amy, you know. Mm-hmm. But, right. Yeah, or whether she's gonna be be kind of nutsoid like Carol from the comic. Right. Like, you know, right. do you, you know? Oh, you want to be my friend? Oh, you do like me? Yeah. You really Wait, like that, me? That's <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Sally Field. Uh, <laughs> well, if there's a zombie, zo- zombie, zombie apocalypse, <laughs> it could, uh, zompocalypse, it could, it could totally happen. That they would eat Sally Field? Uh, yeah, she's still alive, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, okay. so if we have a zombie apocalypse, the zompocalypse soon enough, that could actually, zocalypse ha- happen. Maybe somebody would... will film it, and after you know all the dust settles, it'll be like a. World's Maybe Mel- funniest home videos of zombie attacks, and it'll be like a security cam of Sally Field getting attacked outside of her house, and they'll be putting it. Boing. You like I me? Would, you really like me? I would. Maybe. I would pay money for a zombie Smokey and the Bandit reunion. That would be so. <laughs> awesome. How Hal Needham's dead? If he came back, you know that'd be. Cool. Mm. Like oh. you stumble upon Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds <laughs> devouring Hal Needham's innards. <laughs> Honey, over here. I'm Captain Zombie. <laughs> wow, oh. we can have a cannibal run. That's Re- true. Reunion. We'll call it Cannibal Run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Let's see. You know, Frank, Frank Sinatra is dead. Yeah, is dead. Sammy, Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. is dead. Uh, we've got to Dean offer Martin. Roger Moore. Dean Martin. He's Dean dead. Is dead. Uh, <laughs> is Jack Elam dead? Oh, I oh, think so. Hey. Yeah, Jack. Elam, I think. I don't think he was alive when they filmed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't Dom think Tony. Bert. I don't think Bert. Bert Convy's. Uh, Dead, but I think his career no, is. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely on life support dead. of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> he was the guy on the motorcycle. He'll be Bert Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> See, unfortunately, Jackie Chan is still around. You know, he's still doing stuff. So you know, we can't. And Roger Moore is still well, barely alive. <laughs> Jamie Farr. <laughs> Zombie Jamie Farr. Zombie Jamie Farr. Oh my God. Mel Tillis, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Zombie Mel Tillis has trouble chewing on you. Still But when he starts singing, he can chew right through someone's neck in a second. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Walking Dead. <laughs> well, except Sammy Davis Jr. would have one normal eye now. <laughs> the other eye would be the normal eye now. Oh my! Yeah, one would be cloudy, the other one would be just clear. Be crystal magic. clear. <laughs> Who can take the sunrise? <coughs> Rip off your cheek. <laughs> the zombie man can. Clink, the eye falls out of his <laughs> socket. Kachonk, kachonk. That, that, would, that would be so much better if it was actually the, the real eye fell out and was dangling out and the glass <laughs> eye was still sticking. Still sticking there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that 
is much better than I was going to say that Mel Gibson could do uh, Zomba Zombalipto or <laughs> Zombalipto. But yeah, Cannibal Run is much better than that. <laughs> Anybody uh, out there wants to make that movie, <laughs> I won't sue you. <laughs> no, man. Just I'll be me. first in line to see it. You, you know, you know, we've just given the Sci-Fi Channel. It's <laughs> Cannibal it's, Run. There. Oh my God, that's what we ought to do. We ought to have a camp. Let's launch a campaign to all our listeners right now. Just, just write the Sci-Fi Channel, and don't say you know anything but Cannibal Run, mm-hmm. and just send it in. Just run that up the flat, and if enough people do it, somebody's gonna go like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jones, because, have you seen all these the, these uh, these references to a, to a movie these people want? Cannonball, let's do it. <laughs> if if they'll do Sharknado, come on, mm-hmm. a, a, a yes. zombie version of Cannonball Run. Who would not watch that movie? And with the popular, you know, with the popularity of the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, just just put some of those, you know, speedy little Asian souped up lower. You know, Honda Civics with big tailpipes and crap. Yeah, they'll be all over that. <laughs> oh, we Cannibal. could get the Fast and the Furious people in it, too. We could have Vin Diesel. Oh. Uh, Zombies <laughs> Vin Diesel. I was talking to Thomas DJ earlier this uh, earlier today, and he said that uh, Jason Statham is supposed to be in the next Fast and the Furious movie, which will be awesome because he'll basically beat the crap out of everyone in the rest of the I haven't, so, I haven't seen I'm any of them. I haven't seen him either, but, you know, uh, Thomas is a big fan of him, and, you know, if Jason Statham is in any movie kicking someone's ass, I'm, I I, I might actually be on board. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, like we were saying, Walking Dead. We're just, (laughs) we were talking about the, the, I I think of this, I sort of split the show into the regular Walking Dead part, and then the what the fuck, you know, WTF part of the... (laughs) Which, that part actually, I really enjoyed the second time through. Because I know where it's going, which you'll find out next episode. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the it, it, it didn't turn out to be an explanation for the yes. Zompocalypse. So which, that was really good. good but, um, <clears throat> I really liked how they... I, I'm actually now the second time. I like that second. I would have liked to have seen more of that guy walking. That reminded me more of a Romero type of mm-hmm. of thing with a situation with a person who's separated from the you know it in some way, but of course profoundly affected by it. But he's still sort of you know in either you know in like the Romero movies. It was like at first it was a house, then a mall that you had to sort of as your temporary haven and then like a military mm-hmm. base more like day of the dead mm-hmm. and uh, it was very much like day of the dead actually except with just a, a solo person day of the dead and uh now i really i i would have liked to have seen more more of that you know maybe in place of rick talking on the the old walkie talkie and like I, I also thought the note he left behind for morgan saying this place not safe it's like yeah, that place is actually reasonably safe compared to many other places. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't I think that may permanently been, safe. That may have been sort of a 
a nod to the sign that they left or mm-hmm. they found on the uh or was it the uh the dead building inside, or the uh, don't enter dead inside yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep with the 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 housing edition yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of yeah they already did that though in the first episode with the oh outside the, the door in the, the door. in the hospital yeah, yeah dead inside yeah well so. i i came up with as i was watching um and it was what happened with andrea was what made this click in my head is as soon as she pulled the pulled the gun i thought quick draw mcgraw huh. so so from there through the rest of the episode anytime a character would come on and something would happen i would write down the first thing i thought so I've got a list of the characters and then kind of what their one, like two or three words or their or the sentence that describes them for that that episode and kind of who they were linked to. So I had Andrea was Quick Draw McGraw linked to Amy, who was the birthday girl. And then we had um, Jim, who was Dead Man Walking. Yeah. Linked to Jackie. Who was the who was who the tattletale or the snitch? He's been bad. He's been bad. Yeah. It's a witch. Kill it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then we had Daryl, crazy redneck, and then we had T Dog as the redneck wrestler because he puts, puts Daryl in the sleeper hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we had Carol, <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, Carol, three strikes and you're out, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and Carol's ex-husband, Mushmouth. Oh, jeez! Oh, that and was then, some good effects on his on his oh. uh, demise. Yeah, that was some good splatter effects. And then, then we had Shane, Target practice, Rick, Target, Dale, Target interrupt us, and uh, Lori, of course, was just bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Lori just hurt. I mean. <laughs> There was a lot of hate for her in the comic, but I never understood it. I understand it in this show because, mm-hmm. and and it's it's not the actress's fault. It's really what you know her her dialogue, her motivations and stuff are all screwed up. I mean, she's she's not yeah. not a very s- stable or really a very nice person in this no. show she's just see- just wants to she's gonna ride rick with like brutal honesty at every point you know when even when he needs her to be behind him she'll say oh i'll be behind you but you know shane mm-hmm. could be right you know <laughs> i'm just gonna be brutally honest with you right now well and, and yeah that that goes yeah. to you'll see this later in the show where she will She'll she'll have something that she'll have to say to Rick. She'll she'll tell him this is what I want you to do. Uh, she basically says Shane uh, later in the show. She'll say Shane is acting crazy. We need to get rid of him. And then when Rick comes by and says, "Oh, I got rid of him," then she's all, "Why did you do you that? Did what? Why'd you do yeah. that?" I, so yeah, I can see why people got annoyed with her character because you want to be too really you crazy bad. bitch. Yes. Well, yes, uh, I mean, maybe their maybe their marriage was in tatters when he well, put, and she's been messing around with Shane and the zombie apocalypse and all that. But man, just give the guy a break. He's been holding it together for everybody, and she just is constantly 
at him. And when you notice, she's really nice to everybody else. Yeah. She's yeah, really she's nice she, to everybody else. And she's she's the queen bitch of the world to Rick and Shane. And she's playing like she plays the two of them against each other. Yeah. She, yeah. You, you if if I hadn't read the comic book, I'd be you know, it would have been like, who's going to be the one who makes it out of this Rick or Shane? Because she could seems like she could go either way, you know. Whichever one of them seems to be doing the best, you know, maybe that's which, you know, whichever way the wind blows in that case, she could probably go either way, you know. Well, I've just got a couple more quick notes, and that's uh, uh, Carl. I put down Frightened Boy, Sophie, Sad Girl, Hispanic Family, cue the the tacky music from last episode, or the ep- the last one we did. Adios, amigos. Yes. As they drive away, they were Glenn, completely. Yeah, go ahead. Glenn was just hysterical. I mean, he was just like really not quite himself on this one. You know, because normally he's pretty. Le- you know, the the whole outburst with the you know, we don't burn him. Well, he it no, seems like he's bury. dealt with death, as in you know, zombies, you know, killing zombies and stuff. But I think this is really the first time with Glenn to uh, where all the people around, where it's people he's been around for a little while are dying, you know, real people. So he's, he, he leathers up on that. Uh, Cause we're, we're watching that and Scott McGregor looks over me and he's like, we bury the day. He's like, that tune's going to change <laughs> soon <laughs> yeah. enough, you know? And uh, um, shut them damn cicadas up! <laughs> oh, that's just such awesome like horror movie <laughs> tension, horror movie hot. Just yeah. anything that denotes mm-hmm. you know, obviously because I don't think we're going to hear summer when it's hot. Yeah, it's I just know, like shut those things up. There's no way to do it either. So when they all dro- drove out, was anybody else singing Convoy? We got a great big convoy heading to the CDC. <laughs> A rubber zombie, you got your ears on? No, they just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and zombie jokes are <laughs> interchangeable with uh, with um, leopard jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> and for my last note, uh, I had Jenner. the 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 first thing I wrote down was Sean Angle. Okay, sitting in his lap. Close enough. <laughs> I, I will admit, I, you know, I've worked on, uh, you know, I work a lot with uh, tissue samples. I don't think, usually we don't get tissue samples of brain in. No, usually that's, they're Kleenex. That's what I heard. You know, Dutch. <laughs> um, you know, normally it's like skin and like internal organs and like gastrointestinal and stuff like that. But, I filled uh, the cup, Mr. Angle. Brain's an <laughs> internal organ. Essentially, yeah, but we usually don't get brains. And you know, I, I guess he was going through all the, the high contamination protocols because of the whole zombie outbreak thing. But I, I have never been in a lab that has a, a protocol which will cause it to explode if if the fire alarm goes off just that seemed a bit that seemed a bit harsh that doesn't well fire doesn't seem like the way 
to get rid of nasty acid fumes. What seems to be the best way for me would be a huge sucking vent. Yeah, that's that right. They could, they'd have a vent that just vents yeah. it out in the atmosphere and it clears out as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. And but, the guy was in a suit. You know, well, his actually his suit had been breached by the acid, but yeah, and I understand it was kind of it was kind of nice that they showed that he's been under a lot of stress and hadn't been sleeping well because he's you know doing little tests on the things and looking at the uh, see that's another thing that bugged me. He's looking under a light microscope. And he's seeing these living cells, yeah, the DNA mixing together. You see the cell walls with, like, these big old DNA strands bouncing around them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one cell is, you know, normal, and one cell has all the spiky things coming out of it, which is obviously the zombie cell. There's a big old double helix of DNA that, I'm sorry, even on the most powerful light microscopes, you can't see (laughs) DNA. Yeah, I mean, if uh, I, 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 we do tests at my job where we uh, add chemicals to it, where you can make certain portions of the DNA uh, phosphoresce. In other words, they'll glow a certain color if they're exposed to a certain type of light. Mm-hmm. Now you can see those portions of it because they've been stained that way. You cannot see DNA. You have to have a really powerful electron microscope to do that and I don't even think you know electron microscope well I'm certain electron microscopes can do that but for the longest time we didn't know DNA was a double helix until people uh, you know Watson and Crick analyzed it but you know that's that's the science portion of the show we're talking about the zombie apocalypse so 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 wait a minute you can make Dayglo zombies uh well we can make parts of their DNA Partially day glow. Day glow. So that's What's what's it? that's what that noise is. You're having a rave at your lab and you've got zombies. It's a zombie rave in there. It, well, that's what that door is. They're all jumping around. They're not really jumping so much, it's just shambling. parts are falling off. Shambling. <laughs> shambling around. I guess they play slow music. Yeah. A waltz. Well, mm-hmm. well it's it's the uh it's the waltz version of the uh, Mortal Kombat theme, yes. <laughs> the blue Danube walls. <laughs> da, 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 da. Boop, bloop, uh, drop. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh. So, Cannibal Run. <laughs> I'm already thinking about Cannibal Run too. <laughs> uh, electric Boogaloo. <laughs> See, that's the one where Frank Sinatra comes in. Oh, that's right. And then, and then, of course, old uh, dead some... eyes. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Start Speed spreading the goo. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm eating I'm your brains. Your brains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat some parts of you <laughs> with a spork. All right. I want to wake up in the CDC. Oh, that sounds like like a good place to leave. Oh, my God. The cannibal run. That was brilliant. (laughs) 
that was please sci-fi or siffy or whatever the hell you are please just do it oh just my do it we have God. computers that can do all that that we need we we could cgi a dead sammy davis in there i'm sure there's sammy davis lookalikes there's some agency that has sammy davis lookalikes yes. that could oh. <laughs> i wonder if uh, i'm gonna go see if this if sci-fi has a website where you can post things to request oh, i'm sure they do yeah there's got to be there's got to be some sort of customer so i'll find it and post it on <laughs> our facebook site so people can encourage that i'll start that, I I'll start that before like... the show even comes out man because this is an idea that just has to come about <laughs> get it get him all get him get him it, it would be one of those pitches that where you know you really wouldn't have to tell the story at all. It's all it's just it's a snakes on the plane. Writes <laughs> it it literally writes itself. It's already been written. You just have to put zombies in it. Have they done zombies on a plane yet? Ah. Yes, I think they have, actually. Tired these motherfucking zombies on this plane. But there's a zombie movie. I remember seeing a scene from it and thinking, I'd like to see this because you see that it's like one of those ridiculous over-the-top ones. Somebody puts an umbrella through the zombie's <laughs> mouth and then opens it behind them, that sort of thing. Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Sci-Fi Channel website right now, and there's uh, at the bottom of the page, there's a feedback link. It says, if go. you have suggestions and comments for our programming department there about Sci-Fi or if it shows, please contact feedback at siffy.com. This is Walking Dead Wednesday, and we recently came up with an idea for a movie. Yeah, no, don't, don't, just think about it. Cannibal Run. Just go with it. Please. Please. So are all the contestants driving dead, or do they have to, like, get through? <laughs> it it, that, that has to be worked out later. It doesn't just, matter. just start throwing money at it and figure that yes. out later. We're just the idea, man. Yeah. Uh, all that has... Just get a lot of liquor, a little bit of pot, throw a bunch of idea men in, throw Cannonball Run in the DVD player, and it'll write itself. Yeah, and we won't, we won't even take any credit for it. You know, it's completely... Hell, I'll send some Demanza Corp ladyboys over to help keep them relaxed. That, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Helps you unwind, Sean, does it? No. Well... Mm. Like, like I said in some posts, you know they're they're fine for cleaning the house, but you know I wish they'd just put pants on every once in a while. That's <laughs> it's a cultural thing, man. You just gotta... I know. I just need to get over it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when I'm showering and they want to come in there and you know scrub my. <laughs> oh, back. now we're getting into TMI. I, you know, any, I, you any, know I... any sentence that you start that starts out with "It's hard while I'm showering." I, my well. brain instantly shuts off after that. Yeah. Psh, well, it is until, I, comes up. until mm. I finish with the... Uh, you know, the oh, no, no. Like, don't say till you finish. <laughs> shields. Yeah. Shields. Up. <laughs> la, 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 la. I'm not listening. La, 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 la.
you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our brand new website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.